Welcome to the Marketing Solutionaire, where we dig into the roots of great enterprise marketing. I'm your host, Chris Kaler, founder and CEO of Emsphere. In this podcast, we seek out the secrets to success in driving high utilization, adoption, and value from marketing technology with an eye toward building a community of excellence that drives our field forward together. So whether you're an established enterprise marketing leader or on your journey to become one, you're in the right place. And now, on to the show. Our guest today on the Marketing Solutioneer is Natasha Wallstra, a partner and VP of strategy at Heritage Brands. In today's episode, Natasha talks about nearbound marketing, a transformational change in how companies are driving revenue by leveraging their employees' personal relationships, network, and word of mouth. Natasha? Yeah? Thank you so much for being on the Marketing Solutioneer today. I'm very excited about this conversation, and uh, although our guests don't know it, and we'll talk a little bit about it later on, how you and I both stumbled across each other, <laughs> and you threw me and you threw me a rope to to pull me out of uh, the abyss of just being a founder and CEO running the day to day business to. Uh, starting to take me on a journey to increase my uh, visibility. And I by no means am uh, 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 at the end of the journey, but at least I've jumped in. And as you said, and you'll talk about it, send Venegwenza, no shame. And I, and I have no <laughs> shame. You'll be talking about that. Um, I, I can take the hits, but we're out there doing it. So why don't we jump in and why don't you tell me a little bit about Natasha and what you're currently doing, how you got there, and where you're headed. Because I've heard a lot of exciting things about what you've been doing and how you've kind of wrapped your head around it and moving forward in a, the same direction, but with a little more momentum. Thank you, Chris. I'm super excited to be here with you today um, on your podcast, which if we if I had known this two years ago that we'd be doing a podcast with you, I I don't know if I would have believed it because you were so like hesitant around the thought leadership stuff. But and, I appreciate you. and let's come back to that. <laughs> I'm not going to get you off track. Right. I want to get your introduction, but I think that yeah. is noteworthy and some of the messaging and insights that you can share. Definitely. Pick on me as a. a uh, whether I was typical or not typical, but I, I do, I do know I had my feet in the ground and you help, uh, pull me out of that mud. And it's been so much fun doing so, but yes, I guess so a little bit about me. Um, I'm not sure where to begin necessarily, but I'll just say I'm originally from California and what brought me to where I'm currently now in Charleston, South Carolina was, uh, a former manager and mentor of mine joined Forbes books as CRO. And by no means do I have any right to be in the book publishing space. I, my background's in anthropology and geography. I've never been in anything writing related, but she knew that I understood the power of thought leadership and personal branding because of the work that I did previously when I was working in the 3D printing space before in tech sales. Um, and that was kind of my first taste into it all. But while I was at 
Forbes books and working with CEOs and entrepreneurs to help elevate and drive their thought leadership by becoming a published author. What I realized pretty quickly though, is that, you know, it doesn't matter how great your book is. If you're not communicating and engaging with your audience in real time, they'll never know about the book. So it kind of became this moral issue for me of, I need to find a better way to serve my authors and these entrepreneurs and CEOs because they you know, the book is just one piece to a bigger mission or message. And I want to, there's got to be a better way of amplifying their mission. That's not just through the book and not just through, you know, the current marketing off efforts that they were doing. And so that was actually when around the time I discovered heritage brands who had been focusing very much on social media, online reputation management, and we're missing sort of that next piece of thought leadership and personal branding. So we sort of merged our worlds together and created this, uh, platform really to help leaders be more visible and own their voice um, in a way that furthers their business goals, whether it's for revenue or social impact, let's say that's kind of the journey we've been on. So really it's been eight years of me learning and honing in on this um, personal branding, although I didn't realize I was doing it in real time. It was more out of fear, but um, that's led me to where I am today of helping leaders really just own their voice and um, elevate their thought leadership and, and their expertise uh, on the digital world. Well, uh, that's real interesting. You said something about as you started this journey, there wasn't a big plan and a blueprint written, and you're going to do that. I can relate to that because 20 years ago when I started M-Sphere, uh, it was very much on one particular niche at that point where I saw there was a gap and I, I knew I had uh, expertise in that area and to uh, fill that gap. Mm. And, and then it just started evolving and it's almost, it's easy to look behind you and connect the dots. That's easy, yeah. right? You can you can turn around and go, oh, 20 years ago, look at how all these dots connected. But you, mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily have that visibility when you're starting something that's um, a change, uh, something that's right. innovative. Uh, and I'm just making that comparison of having the, the opportunity to look behind you, it's easy to connect the dots. But where you are now is stepping out and taking the courage to look out in front of you and try to connect the dots. So I respect that and I can relate to that two points of view. And as an entrepreneur and working with your team at Heritage, putting those two um, perspectives together. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting because, you know, we're still figuring out the best ways to support our authors and, you know, and our executives and CEOs that we work with. Um, and something, you know, that I've been really just paying attention to is looking back at these last two years, what has been their biggest challenges? Like, what are they trying to solve and how can I help them get there? And so that's why a lot of the consulting I'm doing now is really around that like specific strategy of supporting all this activity to align with their business goals. And that way we can actually see results and see ROI around it. Right. And so it's just been really fun to now see, take those, these last few years of learnings. And actually really since the beginning, when I was, you know, an, an SDR 
cold calling hundred dollars a day and looking at LinkedIn as a way to actually, um, not have nightmares because I was terrified of cold calling and I was, you know, I'm an introvert. I was super shy. And so that was a way to help me hit my numbers because I'm super competitive. So from that first point, when I use LinkedIn as a way to have conversations and connect with, um, with my prospects. And then from there, you know, brand credibility, uh, leveraging credibility by association, all these different things was how I actually, um, started building my personal brand, but I didn't realize I was doing it in real time. Right. And so what's so cool about it is now I actually get to teach people how to do it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm going to come at you with, uh, they're not two questions. One's a question. And then I'm going to open the door to let you pick on me a little bit. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to follow your lead on, you know, send Venegwenza and you can talk about that <laughs> a little bit to have no shame. Right. Yeah. So, uh, just to level set for our, our listeners, your area of expertise is hyper-focused in the combination of uh, the intersection of marketing and sales, mm -hmm. because that's marketing is all about uh, generating demand. Uh, and there's, you know, a handoff traditionally where, okay, we've, We've got this piece of it, the inbound, the outbound. But what we're seeing is that sales and marketing intersect coming together closer and closer. So in the context of uh, that commentary of this blend between marketing and sales, how do you fit into that? Uh, what is the problem of uh, those two separate traditionally this is what marketing is supposed to do. This is what sales is supposed to do. And, and what's going on with that now? And how do you help facilitate that and make that better, whether it's uh, a, a company the size of mine or a larger company? Yeah, that's a really good question because um, there's so many parts to that. And I feel like it's really been the last, I don't know, five years or so, especially where that blend is starting to happen more often, which is good because I still remember one of my first roles as an SDR, we actually fell under marketing, which is a little bit unusual for a BDR team to fall under the marketing space. But the work that you do between marketing and sales, I mean, at the end of the day, the goals are similar or the same. They should be at least, right? We're trying to help with the business goals. Generate and revenue. When, <laughs> right. And so when there's that disconnect, which has been, I think the, the tradition, there is a bit of like, we stay in this lane and you stay in this lane, then you're not aligning overlaps and ways to actually collaborate that I think accelerate all those goals. So it was interesting, actually, it was about six months ago or so I heard this term nearbound. And so if you think of inbound being marketing and outbound being sales, the future of sales and marketing, in my opinion, is nearbound, which is your network, it's referrals, it's word of mouth, it's all of your relationships. And so, you know, this relates so much to organizations because your sales team, you know, they're going to be leveraging the word of mouth, the all the relationships of those within the organization themselves too, right? It's not just them as a person. It's overall, how are we all connected? How can we help serve your problems? And how can we help each other hit those goals, right? And I think because there is such a growing distrust of big brands, corporations, the government, right? People want to buy from people. And so having a nearbound strategy, having a personal brand, you know, 
a place, a digital hub where you showcase your expertise is just so imperative for any organization, whether it's a solopreneur or if it's a, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 100, like these, this is the future of business. All right. So we're going to come back and unpack that near bound in terms of the, uh, the networking, the relationships and the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to make myself vulnerable right now. I will uh, really adhere to your th- theme of coaching that you've given me. Send, send Vernaguenza. Pronounce it correctly for me. Send Vernaguenza. Okay. So why don't you first talk about how you came across that? What does that word mean? What did it mean to you? How does it apply to your... Um, uh, consulting, coaching, uh, work and implementing, uh, some of these methods. Why don't you kind of set the table there and then I'll, I give you permission. I'll, I'll put a timer on it so you don't embarrass me too much, but then (laughs) tell the, tell the story of one, the length of time and how you approach me using these methods that finally got us, um, in, you know, you, we've engaged you and heritage brands, and you're taking us along this journey with these uh, methods. Yes, definitely. I love telling this story, and I hope you don't mind. It is a bit of a story the behind the scenes of Sinvergüenza. So, um, I lived in Argentina for about six years. I was actually only supposed to go for a couple months, but ended up staying for some time. But um, while I was there, I really wanted to learn Spanish and. It was probably about six months in where I was still not speaking very much. I was too scared to make mistakes. I didn't want to sound stupid. And so I pretty much couldn't speak Spanish at all. And I was so frustrated with myself. So one day I woke up and I was like, okay, screw it. Sin vergüenza, which means no shame in Spanish. Um, Sin vergüenza, no fear, no shame. Screw it. I'm just going to start making mistakes, putting myself out there, being uncomfortable and then start speaking. Right. And within probably three or four weeks, I was practically fluent in Spanish. And so it was one of those things that when I, you know, fast forward to my first role as an SDR, painstakingly shy and struggling with it, but being super competitive, I wanted to use and find another way to connect with people. And that's when I discovered LinkedIn. The problem though, is that I was barely using social media. I was scared to put myself out there to be, you know, share anything really. Like it was, I didn't want to be like the me show by any means, but I had to do something. And so I decided to think about this sinvergüenza mindset and think, okay, if they don't connect with me, they don't respond. It's okay. It's not personal. Sinvergüenza, no shame, just start doing it. And then it just completely transformed my life truly both professionally and personally by having that mindset and, and just rolling with it and putting myself in these uncomfortable situations that then led me to my next position, to the next position, to then, you know, a VP at Forbes books to running my own business now. Right. So around that theme, you've, uh, put together, uh, I don't know, maybe framework is better methodology, but, um, a package of activities that you come in and uh, propose to companies of all different sizes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. in, including the size of a, of an hemisphere. So now is the time where you can open the door and let's just embrace no shame and throw it on <laughs> me and, and share some of 
your experiences with me trying to get yeah. me to that point and what that <laughs> felt like. Definitely. Well, and, and let's be clear too. This is a, a sinvergüenza on me too, because boy, was I persistent, right? right. <laughs> like I, I did not stop following up, but this is about what, two years ago now, maybe, maybe a little bit more at this point, right. but I found you on LinkedIn and sent you an, a request, which I don't think you even had a picture or anything on there, but I was going after professional services and just M-Sphere seemed like a great fit. And actually, to be totally honest, I think I was thought I was reaching your son, not you. <laughs> yeah. So you landed on me, Chris Sr. I landed on you. Yeah. And, and you got Chris, who's been working with me for 12 years, but yeah. Right. So when, when you, but, you came in, you're like, okay. This doesn't. Well, it was funny because I I'd emailed you and then you actually called me back, which is really unusual for someone to call back from a cold email. But um, when I heard your voice, I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound like uh, someone like your your son. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was kind of funny. But you, you know, this was around book publishing, so a little bit different than what we're doing now. But um, I kind of had to explain, you know, the importance of thought leadership and why we need to differentiate you, Chris, as a human, the leader, the thought leader, the expert versus M-Sphere, an organization, a business that's going to sell to me or market to me, right? And so I had to really talk to you about the difference of like why that's so important to separate you. And, and I think you, you were intrigued. You know, there was something there that you like a little bit of a light bulb was like dimming there. <laughs> and so I think that's, yeah. I think that's called my ego is, is what <laughs> you're like, Hey, I want to get you to, to, to get out and share. <laughs> to write a book, yeah. Here's someone who just gave me a compliment. So that's, yeah, you're a salesperson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so maybe that's, that, that probably was what got it to imagine to the Forbes brand. Like you, we are asking you to write a book with us. It kind of makes sense. Right. But I think once we started speaking more about it, you started connecting the dots a little bit and you're like, yeah, this sounds interesting. I'm in a little bit of a different place, but let's connect in a few months or something. Right. And so then the no shame on my part, I probably followed up with you, you know, a half a dozen times. Maybe we spoke a couple of times. And once I joined heritage was when I was like, Hey, Chris, I've got, I've got the right thing for you. Because I think, you know, going back to why I actually left the book publishing industry is that it's not just about the book, right? It's about, there's a bigger mission message movement that you're trying to achieve. And that's what we're doing at heritage is help with that bigger picture strategy to align with those goals. Right. Right. That was, uh, and I'll let you take it one step further. I think as we evolved, um, you can talk a little bit about when I finally said, all right, let's, let's step in, have a workshop, listen to me and my team. And you came back with a, with a roadmap, right? This whole process yeah. did not feel like a sales process. You approached it even from the beginning. The reason why I was still engaging with you that I think is important, uh, for our listeners to, uh, understand is Natasha established a relationship with me. She identified, uh, um, sh she knew real quickly what my pain point was, what I was lacking. Uh, I've been in this industry a long time. Uh, obviously have, I shouldn't say obviously, but have a, a point of view and a perspective and a lot of thought leadership like my team here. Mm-hmm. But we've done a fantastic job hiding that and keeping it in a safe uh, and not, yeah. not sharing it. And 
so really the first engagement was this roadmap to help identify how, how do you start sharing that? And mm -hmm. I, you know, oh, we, we got to write this and go put it on our website. I'm over-exaggerating to, to poke fun at myself, but it was a very made sense to me. You know, I'm sitting in front of a microphone here as part of one of the things on your roadmap. And, mm -hmm. you know, you had to kind of talk me through it because I think my first question was, who's, you know, you have all these episodes, who's going to want to listen to your point of view? It finally sunk into me. No, it's pulling in the guest and then the Tasha's and the Mark Milstein's, right? And everyone who's, that's what people want to hear. And it's, I was like, yeah. well, I can facilitate that. <laughs> It's just having conversations, right? And, you know, it's an interesting point too of, you know, I, I, this journey that we've been on, it was conversations like I had with you initially that made me think, okay, there's got to be a better way of doing this that serves the needs of your organization better, that we can then relate this to something that you'd budget for, right? Because when you just talk about personal branding, it almost sounds like an ego vanity project, right? And I think that was part of what intrigued you, but also why you couldn't pull the trigger because it didn't align with your goals of M-Sphere. Right. But once we got to, to Heritage and I you know, was talking with you about it, of like, okay, let's start with the end in mind. Let's do this strategic roadmap and understand what are your goals and sort of reverse engineer what the steps are to get you there. And a big part of that is just having these conversations and sharing your expertise to the world. And whether it's this full episode podcast or bite-sized chunks that we'll share on LinkedIn and engage with each other on, like that's what's going to resonate with people. Yeah. right? And to add into it, just so no one thinks I'm just an egomaniac. I was, I told you that concern, you know, in terms yeah. of, I asked you the question, I said, are what we putting together, uh, is this about me promoting myself? Cause I was going, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to promote our, our, our company. And yeah. you said, no, this is something that, um, your leadership team, all your employees, but Chris, you need to be the first one, right. Mm -hmm. To, yeah. to get that, to get your team to embrace it. You need to have no shame and get out. And, and that's what we've done. And now you, you're hitting all the different pieces of the company. And you once had a post about unintended benefits of going mm -hmm. down this journey of um, marketing and sales, you know, through this nearbound relationships, networking word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of unintended benefits. One of getting into the arena and one thing was, wow, I've been doing this, you know, it atmosphere for 20. I, I know a lot of people, right? So one thing was awareness of when you are forced to sit down and implement a program like this to first just look at and Look at your network. And I think everyone's going to be pleasantly surprised, regardless of what business you're in. There are a lot of people you know uh, and know you, right? Yeah. And so why don't you talk a little bit about where you were answering my question? Because I was concerned about I'm not trying to implement something just to 
you know, uh, increase my visibility. It's about my company. And then you got me thinking differently that it's not even about your company, Chris. It's about the people in your company, Mm -hmm. right? So your focus was not on the M-Sphere brand and be doing everything through the voice of the M-Sphere brand. It was own your own voice. Every yeah. everybody owned their own voice in your company, Chris. You know, be a leader and step out there first. And now I'm seeing others get involved with it, and the unintended benefits to wrap up to where I was talking about. Some of the, you know, your first thing is like, oh well, how are we going to generate leads? And I'll measure it all by that. But the yeah. value that I've also seen, Natasha, is especially in today's remote workforce, this is very beneficial just to the culture of your company with everyone mm-hmm. supporting every everyone. Because it is kind of nervous putting your voice out there. And then everyone's kind of rallying behind and supporting and uh, sharing together. So there's what I've seen is this sense of teamwork, not just in sales and marketing, but on the delivery team. So- as a founder CEO, that was one of one of the unintended benefits of how I see um, it, the collaboration and support and teamwork inside of my company. The second one is just my level of um, awareness and understanding of what's going on, because I wasn't out there uh, engaging. Uh, listening, reading, posting. And that process, that second unintended benefit was my level. Uh, I'm the founder CEO, you know, it's like, it's like, shouldn't he know everything? Well, I don't. And today's, especially in the, the space we're in with marketing and how that landscape is constantly changing. I don't care if you're the CEO or a new hire out of college. You have to be curious. You have to engage. You have to listen to other people. Uh, I'll stop rambling because people (laughs) want to listen to you. But I also want to share as someone on the other side of the fence who um, even as slow as it was, you know, you're pulling us along and we we aren't there. But at, at least we've taken we're starting to crawl. And I appreciate that. Yeah. No, this like this makes my heart flutter. I'm I'm like really excited about this because I can like see the momentum already catching on within your organization and the other executives that I'm working with now. You know, at first when I came out there for doing the in-person workshop, I could tell there's like, you know, where do I fit into this equation? And by the end, they're like, oh, I could do this, I could do this, I could do that. And like they're not on the sales or marketing team, right? But they're seeing how this can help support and build like camaraderie within their team. And you know, this can show like for future and you know for recruitment opportunities, right? Like there's just so much stuff that's being shared now that like makes M-Sphere look so dang cool, right? And it's because they're all showcasing genuine experience that they're having. And it's just been really fun to see it all come together. So I appreciate y'all being <laughs> being my, my little grasshoppers. <laughs> One last interesting story. I'll see if you remember, but um, as, as you were talking to me, because, you know, it was uh, Meredith, Nadine, and myself who were the uh, the guinea pigs to start this. And you were talking about 
own your own, own voice and get out there. And do you, do you remember, you may not remember what my comment back to you was. We'll see if you remember. You, you initially said, um, it's, I don't want likes. I want cash or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, what, <laughs> what I said was, I, I get this, Natasha, but, you know, I'm not trying to build followers. You know, it was kind of in a funny mm-hmm. thing. I, I understand yeah. the connection, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, I'm trying to generate <laughs> revenue, not not get followers. Uh, right. And that's probably uh, something people have to understand that it's connected and it's not the amount of likes or the amount of followers. It's the activity of getting out there, engaging, networking, getting relationships and um, contributing your own word of mouth to others and others for you. So that was a funny little story. Let's switch gears. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, we didn't we didn't prep for this. So for our listeners out there who are okay, this uh this is this makes sense. Nothing brand new, no, no nothing, you know, big new concepts or whatever. It's but it's doing it, right? We've talked a lot about the easy peasy stuff. Some of the easy peasy stuff of owning your own voice. Um uh, Hey, it's easy peasy. It's LinkedIn. It's not a complicated thing. Easy peasy. You know how to navigate. Uh, this is how you post. This is how you do it. What are the benefits of um, partnering uh, with you and Heritage Brands? Was us having someone hold us accountable and being on that cadence of just having our weekly huddles? Uh, so once you talk a little bit about uh, you understand it's easy peasy and this accountability, how do you? Yeah, so it's actually, that's a really great question because I I don't think you know this, um, but you were the inspiration, the work that we started doing with you six months ago now, you were the inspiration for why we started to offer the actual training and accountability aspect of what we do because before it was like we can help you with the podcasting creating the content the bigger picture strategy right but what we realized and this goes back to you know not about likes it's about revenue like i totally agree and that's a lot of the work that i do is around that best practices the training you know i teach you guys and and help relate all the work that we're doing with heritage to actually driving business growth. Right. But then even I can tell you this, we could do a workshop and I can tell you exactly what you need to be doing, but then actually doing it is the hard part. Right. Right. And so we decided, um, that's why we put together this, this program with you of actually having these morning huddles, um, and making sure that not only are we talking through it and sort of, I become like your thought partner alongside a lot of this, but also, you know, how do we, make sure you actually do it. And it's not me micromanaging by any means, but it's saying like, Hey, so what you posted this week, let's, you know, let's talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, making sure it actually happens. Yeah. And, and in terms of execution, I th- uh, think last uh, week's podcast was with Rob Froman with talking about mm-hmm. agile and demystifying that, but it really is those principles and, you know, whether you call it agile or, you know, put in flexible for that. The 
people understand the concept and why some of these big organizations are moving to that. But even in these shorter type of um, activities that you need to do, just like agile, it's all about iteration, right? Mm-hmm. Do, sh- do something, focus on what that value is you're trying to demonstrate, step back, observe, and then recalibrate. Um, and that iterative process that you've helped us, you know me, I'm a big planner, right? If it's not on plan, <laughs> if it's not on paper, it's not a plan. And yep. when we were first working, you know, it was kind of like, wow, the, Natasha, she thinks different than me. She's like, very iterative. Let's don't, don't worry about how the sausage is made, Chris. Here's activities to start moving forward. And it doesn't have to be perfect and um, iterate, learn. So that, that was really helpful for us to really understand that this is not a get ready to get ready program. It mm-hmm. is have an approach, have someone uh, be in your Sherpa, uh, answer the questions. I'm constantly like, hey, is this out of bounds? Natasha, should I be doing this? What am I doing? So it's very yeah. important to have that um, Sherpa, that coach. Um, anytime you do something new and have, have that accountability. We're in the same business. We help large enterprises implement large marketing resource management systems and yeah it uh the value we bring is helping users uh, you know become advocates and adopt that and what i'm hearing yeah. from you to your comment back to me is hey we can talk about it but um getting us to uh, become advocates adopt it talk to you about now I'm, I'm advocating what you've done for it. Right. Here's a perfect example. Yeah. Right. And I'm sharing this uh, with my network. That's a little bit about what we're talking about today. Like yeah. you, you're, you've gotten me to have you on this. You didn't ask me. I, I did, but this process of what we're doing is um, really you're leveraging your network, this conversation. Um, this word of mouth to share, to help you uh, get people to understand and become aware of your thought leadership. Am I way out in right field or is it? No, this is so crazy to see the link between what I do and what you do. It is the same thing. It's around user adoption. And what's so funny is when I came out recently to do the workshop with group two at Msphere. You said you introduced me by saying it's not about likes; it's about helping M Sphere's business growth, right? right. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, you you got it?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I, I never really thought about how we, you know, how similar what it is that we do here and what you do as well. That's very cool. Well, here's the similarity: um, we both have people, right? <laughs> There's humans uh, in, in in the equation. Change always happens, right? So you're mm-hmm. you're constantly off balance, and the you know naturally people whether they're trying to learn a new uh, marketing operations platform or how to engage on LinkedIn, um, 
it's new territory. You're stepping out of your comfort zone or your circle. And um, I guess I could best describe the similarities of you and I both have the same mission is to uh, get people to uh, become advocates and adopt. And the only way they're going to do that is if that system is supremely helpful or your method combined with Mm -hmm. what you have us doing. Because bottom line, for my customers or yours, if it's not supremely helpful and they don't see the value, they will not adopt it. And people want to see that value and adoption immediately, right? Which is, you know, approaches we're having to change to to be able to demonstrate that value. And, you know, we do it differently than we did 20 years ago than today, just with the explosion of technology. And you're embracing that now because you're in this um, field of social and digital uh, and everyone's not comfortable in it. They're comfortable doing it behind the scenes. But when you're Mm -hmm. putting your voice, your thoughts out there, that's a little scary. And so yeah. I I applaud you for just being in the business of, I mentioned before, where you, you've thrown us a rope and, and, and pulled us out there. And it's, it's actually fun and all of those unintended benefits. Let's switch gears to where I was headed before, before I started rambling. The applicability between, is this for onesie twosie companies for, Mm-hmm. Um, companies like Msphere with you know under 50, 55 people. Is this applicable to Fortune five hundred? Uh, is our uh, marketing organizations in larger enterprises? Is this conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, going on within those types of organizations? Are they starting to see the momentum of this? near bound and engagement or is this just for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and small companies? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. And I think there's a lot of areas around it, but simple answer. Yes. It's definitely applicable because the way I see it now, especially if you're trying to grow your business or affect social impact, you have to be a visible leader. Um, it may not be, you know, it doesn't have to be like only the CEO it could be other people as well involved with it. But if there's no human or pers- people or team behind an organization, do you trust them? Probably not. Right. I would think that now it's like some chat GPT platform that who knows if anyone who's running it. Right. And so I think it's just so imperative to have a human touch behind what it is that you're doing. And so if an organization whether it's a solopreneur, an individual is trying to, you know, bring in more opportunities. They're trying to hire new people. They're trying to retain uh, current employees. They're trying to, um, you know, uh, any, any of these opportunities for business development, ultimately it's these efforts that we're doing around nearbound, around building relationships, around um, having these types of conversations help with those objectives, right? So it, it really doesn't matter the size of the organization. It's something that just really needs to happen because again, it almost the opposite occurs is that if there isn't a person behind this, there's zero trust and you'll lose opportunities. Yeah. 
And what I can share with you in our business, where our ideal customer profile is, you know, large enterprises, uh, Fortune 500 on, on down, is, and we focus a lot on B2B organizations. They may, they may, you know, we're big in the financial services uh, industry. They have B2C and B2B. But specifically in the B2B, there's the the buy-in process is, you know, pretty complicated. There's there's more complexity in it. Uh, the account-based marketing teams of people complementing the digital marketing eff- uh, efforts, mm-hmm. but you also have in the B2B uh, account teams from the selling organization trying to target and identify signals and intent inside and talk to the right um, people. So I ask you the question, I kind of know the answer that yes, this is, <laughs> this is very um, helpful because anytime there's uh, complexity in the selling or buying process, uh, anything that adds value to make it a little more frictionless, and mm-hmm. and what better to make a buying process uh, frictionless, go faster, be smoother, less complex, than leaning into your established networks, it, mm-hmm. your relationships, the word of mouth. Um, does that kind of make sense on what you're seeing? Yeah, you're speaking my language. I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So as as we're talking here, to, just to kind of conclude, these types of near bound, um, you know, that wasn't a something you heard two years ago. You know, everyone knows inbound, outbound, marketing, sales. And I th- I think it's a it's a testament that this sales and marketing is getting a little tighter and tighter, mm-hmm. uh, a little uh more fluid and interconnected. You know, I see in these yeah. large organizations, you know, there used to be there's content operations, there's campaign operations, the umbrella of um revenue operations, you know, where you're seeing the convergence of sales marketing and customer service. Those points that are just focused on the demand generation side. So yeah. And I think, you know, I kind of feel like the last like 10 years, maybe we all got so obsessed with like automating everything and using all these tools to serve ourselves and the organization to like make it more efficient, let's say. And we've lost that human touch, which is why now all this extra, all these tools and softwares we have are not doing the job for demand gen anymore. It's everyone's emails are flooded with spam basically right and so what's happening now is this convergence of like okay we're not hitting our numbers still so let's actually connect as an organization and collaborate (laughs) and actually work together to hit our goals and that's going to be just again that's the nearbound aspect of it all all right well i can't see johnny um our production manager there in the background but he's probably looking at his watch uh as i i glance down (laughs) Natasha, to wrap it up, what advice 
what recommendations do you have for people, whether they're just starting, uh, mm-hmm. they're sitting on the outside and I want to get involved. This is something I, uh, I think our organization, uh, should explore or someone just trying to, they're a smaller company trying to share their thought leadership, the whole spectrum. What would be, where do you get started? Cause that's where, you know, you hear ideas and you talk about it and it makes sense. This all academically makes sense, but how do we get started? What would you say? We'll wrap it up with that. Again, you were inspiration for what I'm about to say right now, because um, it was maybe a few weeks ago though that you mentioned, Hey, you know, I'm starting to learn so much more. I'm starting to see what it's doing for the organization. But what I realized too, is like, it's not that you're posting every single day. It's the stuff that you're doing behind the scenes. It's, it's being intentional about the activity you do do on LinkedIn, for example, and making sure that it's very intentional, right? So if you're, have been thinking about posting, but you are too nervous to, or don't feel comfortable just yet, start small and start commenting start DMing people, right? Start having conversations and getting, you know, start, you don't have to be running right away. You can crawl first, right? And I think that's where really the magic happens. It's off the platform. It's not just about the posts. And so I think that's something people need to recognize too. Like you don't need to be posting every single day. Um, You know, you just need to make those steps. And I think um, taking away that fear or that like big, sign saying I have to be doing this. No, you do what's comfortable for you, but do something. All right. Uh, I'm breaking my own rules. You gave the advice I should wrap up here, but do you, <laughs> do you have, uh, you know, thoughts uh, or comments or encouragement to people who are like, either I don't have the time or I'm not a great writer. How am I going to put my voice? Does it have to be my voice? Can it be something someone else is doing something my company's doing? Is it uh, repurpose? You see where I'm setting you up here? Is it? Yeah. So that's where, you know, doing something like, well, there's various ways I can talk about this, but my initial response is say, I don't want you to post in ghost though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about, you know, building genuine, authentic relationships. And so if you're having someone else do it, or if you're having, you know, a VA or chat GBT responses, like people are going to know that. And so if you just make sure that the activity that you're doing aligns with your business goals, you're going to start seeing results right away. And so if you're just investing 30 minutes a day towards activity of some sort, you're going to see results and it's going to motivate you to continue doing more of it. Well, thank you very much. This obviously, I told you from the beginning, I was going to enjoy this conversation and that's what it is it was of course you know we are partnered in working together and we have that relationship going but uh, every time i talk with you i always pick up a little nugget and i've written some notes here that we're going to talk about in our (laughs) next huddle so natasha thank you very much thank you for your time i also enjoyed seeing you and i encourage other people to Check out your latest appearance. I think it was sales TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, very exciting. Anything in terms of getting and talk to you, any type of resources you may have or want to share uh, about heritage brands or any upcoming 
activities uh, near ba- re- nearbound related or not? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, the best way to reach out to me is, is through LinkedIn. Um, as you can imagine, I'm pretty active on there and I love connecting with people. So any questions or bouncing ideas, I'm all for it. Um, just find me on LinkedIn. Well, thank you very much, Natasha. Thank you for having me, Chris. See you. Bye-bye.